What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Now, the only place where there's still baseball now. <laughs> Today, we're off to Neverland again. That's right, enter Sandman. We're talking about Mariano Rivera. My grandfather just got me a Mariano shirt that I'm wearing right now. It says arms of a god, and this could not be more true. Mariano was blessed with an arm that was, well, godly. He was the greatest player and the most close player, if you ever think about it, to being God. If you ever saw him play, you would see he's the best player to ever play at his position. The movements Mariano's arm made when he threw the ball were legendary. No pitcher has ever or will ever be as dominant and as filthy. But how did he get here? This legendary player deserves a rewind. You will hear about his life from start to present, right after this break. Mariano Rivera was born in Panama City, Panama, and he eventually made it to New York, New York. I guess he likes cities with the double names, but I, di- but I digress. Mariano had only one sister and two brothers. His father was a fisherman, and his family grew up in Puerto Camito, which Mariano said was very poor. From a young age, baseball and soccer were his favorite sports to play. Actually, Mariano preferred soccer and said Pele was his favorite athlete. Fortunately for us, he also enjoyed baseball. And, since he was poor, they could not afford gloves, so Rivera and his friends played used milk cartons as gloves and tree branches as bats. This probably also gave them better hand-eye coordination. He also had good hand-eye coordination because he used lots of taped fishing nets for balls, so they had to be very precise when they threw. Mariano used his makeshift materials until his father bought him a glove at the age of 12. He dropped out of high school at the age of 16. At this point, he was thinking he was going to be a fisherman like his dad. Then, tragedy struck on his father's boat. His uncle fell off in an unsecure rope and one month later died. A few few years later, the boat capsized and at the age of 19, Mariano was forced to leave his dad's fishing business. Before we continue, let's go back a couple years and talk about how his soccer and baseball careers went. He played soccer for most of his tween years, but after dropping out of high school, he decided to end his soccer career. But he continued playing baseball, more as a hobby than a professional, though. At the age of 18, he joined the Panama Oeste Vecueros, a local amateur baseball team, as a bench utility player, very different from what he is now. When scouts watched him play, They pointed out that he was more a player that was focusing it as a hobby, less of a profession, as I already stated. And a year later, a pitcher on their team was throwing so poorly they asked Rivera to come in relief. Rivera immediately gave up a home run, just kidding, and is seen straight out of a movie. He pitched amazingly well and helped them win the game. Later, in his first start, he pitched well again, and then his his coaches gave him a role as a starter. He told the story in his Hall of Fame press conference. After a couple more strong outings, his coaches were amazed by his skills, and then decided to call a Yankee scout to watch him play. Days later, the Yankees offered him an invitation to their Panama complex. Although Rivera had almost zero pitching experience and only weighed 153 pounds, the scouts saw his raw talent, and I'm amazed that he could throw 85 miles per hour as a 19-year-old that had never pitched before. I said it before, and I will say it again. It was like the baseball gods had planned every little part of his life out. It was pitcher perfect. Get what I did there? The scout was also impressed with Mariano's athleticism. Seriously, when he was on the mound, he was probably the best athlete on the field. Then, just weeks later, they signed Rivera to a minor league contract. He went to America without knowing one word in English and was often homesick. Scouts didn't quite still give him the respect he would soon earn. And... One said he was fringe at best. Imagine how he feels now. 
In his first season, Mariano was unhittable with a 0.17 ERA, and his seven-inning no-hitter put him on the map of prospects and fans and the boss. They promoted him to A-ball, and he dominated again with a 2.75 ERA. Unfortunately, in that season, he was sidelined in the second half of the season due to a fracture. Rivera, in rehabilitation, had a catch with former Yankee players Whitey Ford and Ron Guidry, and then got called back to Class A where he met shortstop Derek Jeter. And then he was called back up to Tampa Advanced A, and then to Double A, and then to Triple A. And by the end of that season, he was ranked ninth in the league. The Yankees, sorry. And the next year, in 1995, he was called up to the majors, and he did not plan on even looking back. His first appearance came against the Los Angeles Angels. He allowed five runs in three and a third innings. Not very successful. Imagine if his career ended there. Would he have been sent down the AAA? In my opinion, they would have not had that World Series run without him. And that bad stretch continued for Rivera as he posted a 10 ERA in his first five games. And days later, he almost left the Yankees again and part of a trade for David Wells, who ironically ended up as a Yankee anyway. After all of that, he was demoted to AAA, and then something magical happened. During a rehabilitation section with a new coach, the coach wanted to see his fastball. He threw it, but his thumb was not in the right place, and the ball slurved, and the catcher that was catching him was not ready for the break, and he botched the ball. And then the coach said, I thought I told you to throw a fastball. Mariana replied, I did. Then the coach said, that's no fastball. When he said, then, he said, throw it to me again. So, Rivera got ready and threw the ball again. This time, the ball cutted into the plate, and the catcher mixed it again. The coach was amazed by that throw and saw the break and said it was a cutter. And that pitch turned into his bread-and-butter pitch, and it never stopped. Rivera, with his newfound dominance, pitched a five-inning no-hitter on June 26th. Reports from the game indicated that his pitches reached 95 to 96 miles per hour, six miles per hour faster than he previously averaged. Rivera's attributes, his impeccable improvement to God, had really worked. Yankees general manager Gene Michael was skeptical of the reports until verifying that Columbus Raider gun was not faulty and that another team scout had taken the same measurements. This ended any trade negotiations involving Rivera. This was the first time the Yankees' management fully saw Rivera's potential, but back in the MLB, he did not find his stride, finishing the year 5-3 with a 5.5 ERA. But they got a glimpse of his skills in the ALCS against the Mariners, where he put together 5.5 scoreless innings in relief. They then saw his talent as a relief pitcher and decided to make it his full-time role. The best decision the Yankees made, in my opinion, he was involved in another trade because the Yankees had a hole at short, but the Yanks managed to tell the boss that the kid named Derek Cheater was the real deal, and this helped both of them. In 1996, Rivera served mainly as a setup pitcher, typically pitching in the 7th and 8th innings of games, before closer John Wetland pitched in the 9th. Their effectiveness as a tandem helped the Yankees win 70 of 73 games to that season when leading after 6 innings. Over a stretch of games between April 19th and May 21st, Rivera pitched 26 consecutive scoreless innings, including 15 saves. And on May 17th, against the 
Angels, Rivera finished the regular season with a 2.09 ERA in 107 innings. This was a stellar season that led to the Yankees winning the World Series thanks to pieces like Paul O'Neill and their strong back end of the bullpen. They also had help from the rookie Derek Jeter, and this is how they reached their peak. And he just kept producing, and eventually, when Wetland left, he became the closer, and he did not let that position go till he retired. And in 1998, they won the World Series again, and in 1999 and 2000, the Yankees just couldn't seem to lose. Mariano and his teammate Jeter were the few bright spots in their nine-year drought, but eventually, with the new additions of C.C. Sabathia and Alex Rodriguez in 2003, they did it again. After the nine-year drought, they were back, but at this point, Jeter was 36 and Rivera was older. Don't get me wrong, they were still producing, but they were not going to go on another run like they did in the 90s. Mariano played a long and fruitful career and ended up with the all-time saves leader and just a spectacular closer. He did everything a player would want. He had a lot of highs and very few lows. And the baseball writers rewarded him as he was not only named into the Hall of Fame, but he was the first unanimously voted player into the Hall of Fame. He was truly legendary, and he did deserve the title of Arm of the God. Because, oh my God, if you asked any hitter in the MLB, who would they rather face? Anybody but Mariano Rivera. I'd rather face, I don't know, the best pitcher ever than face Mariano Rivera. He was that filthy. That's about it. Thank you so much for listening. And before I close this episode out, let me just ask you if you could share this episode to all the baseball fans you know. I'm really excited for my next episode, which you should, in- which should include my first interview. Stay tuned and peace out.